Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Cambridge 105 Radio. Children's Mental Health Week airs running all of this week and we report, of course, on many such awareness weeks. Uh, But what could be more important than the health of our children? Nancy Bostock is a consultant paediatrician at the Croft Child and Family Unit in Fulbourne, also one of those uh, behind the Cambridge Children's Hospital project. Um, And Nancy's on the line now. Morning to you, Nancy. Hi, Julian. Good morning. Uh, thanks very much for, for, for coming on. Um, how important is Children's Mental Health Week? As one might imagine, you know, these are issues that children face 52 weeks of the year and not just when the, the marketing people decide to put it in a calendar. <laughs> uh, Julian, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's, it's really important to highlight the uh, difficulties that children are having with their mental health. Um, and you're right, we, sh- we, we should be thinking about it every, every day of the year. But it's good, I think, to, to have a week where we focus on it. Um, we know that about 75% of mental health difficulties, um, of all mental health difficulties, start in childhood and adolescence. So it's super important that we support children when, when they're young and when these mental health difficulties first come out, because we know that early intervention and treatment improves the outcome. I um, wonder, Nancy, is, is it a matter of, of, of capping it or, or just, just simply managing it? Because I, I guess... Mental health is something that you can't particularly cure, but you can mitigate it, I guess. So there's many mental health difficulties that are very treatable, right. um, and with and with early intervention, short targeted treatments can be really effective. So, for example, anxiety is very treatable, um, but but very common. And if you if you don't treat it early, then it might become uh, well, it's, it might it may well become worse and be harder to treat. So I, it's really important to identify it early. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about your work at the the Croft. I, I was aware. I'm aware of the facility at Fulbourne, but I don't think I actually knew that you also had a, um, a, a an area for children there as well. Yes, yeah, so the Croft is um, an inpatient mental health unit for children who are 12 and under and their families. And we have a very systemic approach, which means that we think about the child and the context of their family and their environment, so school and so and their social situation as well. Um, so there, and there are two other units on the the, the Ida Darwin site as well. There's an adolescent unit and the eating disorders unit. Well, I was going to ask as to what happens over the age of 12. So presumably yeah. they're if if they happen to still be around with you, they're managed presumably uh, to, towards the adolescent unit instead. Yeah. So we we um, we would hope to discharge children. Yeah, obviously so. Yeah. Yeah. To transfer them, but yes, for older children, there is that 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 facility on the site. Now we mentioned as well that the Cambridge Children's Hospital project. I know there was um, some more news about that in the last few few weeks or so. How far away are we from it uh, from it coming together? Uh, so, uh, Cambridge Children's. I, I can Julian. Can I just talk a bit about Cambridge Children's? You can, no, please do. Yeah. So, um, Cambridge 
Children's is a, a really exciting new project uh, where we're uh, hoping for the first time in the UK to combine physical and mental health and have an integrated approach. Really importantly, we'll have school on site as well and uh, research um, Cambridge University is also part of the project. So we'll combine all of those things to try and give a really holistic offer to children in this region. Um, and, and you asked how far away it was. So we've, we got planning in March 2022 and uh, we are planning to start building at the beginning of 2024. So, so we're a little bit away yet, but we're, we're getting there. Well, one of the, the things which has surprised, surprised me was that I, I think I'm right in saying it's the first time in the year, will be the first time in the UK, um, that children's mental health and physical health has been, been brought together in, in, in one place. Yes, so there. Yes, so there. There are some other small units where they can, where there's a, a more holistic approach. But to to combine in a whole hospital and with a with an op operational model that provides physical and mental health care in one place with dual trained staff is 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 new. So it's very exciting. I, I'm wondering. You know, two questions, I suppose, really spring from that. The first, obviously, is why does it make a difference? And I, I wonder also. So if there's examples perhaps from other places in Europe where this, this approach has been tried previously and the, the benefits that that then gives... So it's really important because mental and physical health aren't separated. I think in our culture, we have really separated mental and physical health. And, and I think people have varying ideas about how closely they are related. But what we see in healthcare is that they that you cannot have mental health without physical health and you can't have physical health without mental health. They're, they're, there's, always a, there's always a contribution. So, for example, if you, if, if you have a child with asthma then their asthma might be triggered by um, by stress or difficult situations so you always need to think about the child and what contribution their mental health makes to their physical health illness and the other way around um, and what happens at the moment is that they're quite separate they're separate trusts and they're in separate places and so it's much harder for children to get access to 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 both physical and mental health and what the what cambridge children's will do is will provide that in one place and, and in terms of other places where this is, you know, presumably the, the people, uh, yourself included, but behind uh, the hospital are, are looking and seeing how it's worked in, in, in other places too. Yes, so we we have looked um, looked abroad, and as far as we know, we're the only place that that has the quite this um, this vision of of fully integrating and fully thinking about the child, every child, uh, holistically as part of their family, and thinking about their mental and physical health all at the same time. Yeah, because I guess it all ties in together, doesn't it? We have in our news this morning. You you might have heard the story about uh, sleep. And um, I think it's something like 25% of us are getting uh, five hours uh, a less or less of sleep a night. I feel I was hard done by last night, but uh, doing that every day must have knock-on effects on physical health and, uh, and mental health, adults or children. 
Absolutely, Julian. And I think that's a really good example of how our, our mental health affects our, our physical health. And I think that there's increasing understanding that our environment, our, our social relationships, our, how, how we experience school, all impact on the physiology, on, the, on how our bodies work physically. And we, we're learning more and more about that, but there's still more to know. And that's why it's so exciting that the research facility is going to be integrated into Cambridge Children's as well, so we can think more about that. Yeah, and the whole, I guess the whole whole environment, really, of having something which is designed from the word go as as a children's hospital. I guess it doesn't necessarily mean brightly coloured walls or anything all, all over the place, but it's certainly the opportunity to make the layout more more approachable. I, I joke about my bank, which now looks like the set of the one show, um, but it has actually <laughs> transformed what, what happens when you, you go, go through the door. And I, I can imagine that just being so important to reassuring children when they, they have been a short stay or an extended stay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our architects that we're working with for Cambridge Children's are, are brilliant and have have been really helpful in understanding how spaces and buildings affect our our health and how we feel about things. So, for example, having access to natural light is really important for for for, for people's well being. And um, I think really importantly, designing a, a hospital that is focusing on children and adolescents and thinking about their mental and physical health is 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 so important because children get better through play and relationships with peers and having access to nourishing food and being able to to maintain relationships with their families and all of those things are so important and that we just don't have the space at the moment in the in the current hospital to, to do to offer that that that, that opportunity. It, it is quite an old building, really isn't it, where you are? Sorry, Nancy, you go ahead. Sorry, I, was, I, I interrupted you. Go on. No, it's okay. I was just going to add in about education because I think that something that we forget with children is how important maintaining their function and maintaining their education is even when they're unwell. Because if an adult has a year out of their life, it's sort of okay because they're established, they can manage. But if a child loses a year of their life, it's much more impactful. And that's why ensuring that education is on offer for children who might be in hospital for long periods of time, although we try to avoid that, um, but having education on site and allowing them to to maintain that is is really important. No, no, very very much so. Well, Nancy, look, thank you very much for for coming on and telling us about about that. Uh, both you know, what's important now and also looking ahead to uh, what we're going to have available to us. Well, I guess for the whole of East Anglia, really, not just for Cambridge, but uh, certainly centred here for the uh, for the Cambridge Children's Hospital. And hopefully, we can uh, we can speak speak a little bit more about that in the future as well. Sure. Thank you very much. Uh, you're very welcome. That's uh, Nancy Bostock, who is consultant paediatrician at the Croft Child and Family Unit. And as you heard there, uh, also one of those uh, behind the Cambridge Children's Hospital Project. Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Cambridge 105 Radio.